0: Hello, hello, and welcome to In the Woo World. This is Wendy Woo, and on today's episode, we are going to do something a little bit different. Instead of me being the host, I am the guest. (laughs) Yep, a few weeks ago, I was interviewed on Tangible Changemakers podcast with my dearest friends, Flowey Lowey and Divine Will, and we thought it would be appropriate to extend this material to my listeners on In the Woo World. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to In The Woo World, where we explore all things woo-woo, taboo, and real cool. I am your host, Wendy Woo. I'm a former dance junkie turned certified intuitive life coach. I have this ability to peer into the Akashic field where I receive and share insights on soul stories and hidden truths beyond our time this podcast is for you beloved soul the one who experiences deja vu divine timing with a deep sense of knowing that your soul is eternal this isn't new age it's the golden age where you receive ancient wisdom and profound teachings and apply them to your life in the here and now welcome home Welcome to Tangible Changemakers Podcast with your host, Lois Duncan and Will Bombardier with a little talk and a lot of action.
1: back to the Tangible Changemakers podcast. We have with us a very special guest today, Wendy Wu. Now, Wendy is uh, one of my dearest friends, and she's somebody who is um, definitely on the path of the seeker like I always have. And she's uh, kind of stepping into that wisdom keeper role uh, with uh, with me as well. And we have a lot of parallels in our... um, in our journey together and our lived experience. And I thought she would be the perfect person to talk about, um, a topic that we've been having a lot of discussions about is, um, the name of our podcast is tangible change makers. And, um, we've been talking about change like, how do you change things? And she, Change life is constantly in motion; it's constantly changing. But how do you create really real change in the world? It first begins with having the ability to change yourself. And there's a lot of steps and things that we get to do, like having an open mind and being willing to question things. Mm -hmm. Except for I know that um, we grew up, Wendy and I, and and Will to a point to a little. He had a little bit of a different experience, but Wendy and I both grew up in really religious households where we. We were taught, and I think you'll agree with this, that questioning God was a sin. It's a sin to question God. It's a sin to question. You just have to believe things on faith and take things on faith. And and you were constantly taught not to question things. And for me, um, I was... I was born a child that was extremely, I questioned everything and I was not a follower. Um, I have in my human design, we talked about this today. I have the anarchy um, uh, 7.3, which is the anarchist in my human design profile. And, and I've just always been a person that has questioned everything. And I know that Wendy is very much in that same mindset of questioning things as well. And, um, what, what we want to talk about today is how do we get to the point where we can stand in our own knowing and how do we know what that truth is and how do we discover truth and how do we get to that? And it's going to be, we're going to kind of just take some, uh, just different routes and see where we end up. Um, but it's, it's, it's a big question of how do we create change and with first change with ourselves. Um, and I think what, uh I'd like to just start it out with when we're born... We come into this existence and we are born into our human body um, and we carry with us seven generations back and seven generations forward. So our DNA, we already have some proclivities and tendencies and things that are woven into some woundings and things that are woven into our DNA. And then the first six years of our life, we're in a brain, a theta brain state. Basically, we're being programmed or the Toltec wisdom would call it domesticated um, or Human design would call it conditioned. But that first six years of our life, we are being formed, our, our agreements and beliefs and language and everything is being formed by our caretakers. So our parents or whoever the primary people are that are taking care of us. And then about the age of seven, we start to have a conscious awareness of self. We start to understand, you know, who we are as an individuated person and we start to figure out how we fit into family and how we fit into like the role we play in um, just discovering who we are as a person and and where we fit into that. You know, uh, there's a lot of studies about like if you're the first child or the third child or, you know, position in family and. And then also, you know, we start into school and we start to be homogenized by the school systems and and programmed into that. And we're taught um, to follow along, to uh, trust, you know, to give your authority away, to trust authority, to trust, you know, respect your elders. We're taught to just this is we're just this is what you believe. And then, as we move into our seven to fourteen age, or fourteen to twenty one age group, where we're starting to de- develop our own sense of autonomy and who we are, and try to figure out how we think in the world and who we are, and you know, separate from our family a little bit, and how we think and process, we have all these things that have been programmed in, and these agreements that we've accepted as truth. And then for some of us, we just go along with that, and we get on the hamster wheel, and we do everything the society expects us to do, and we go to college, and we get a job, and we get married, and we have babies, and we just do life on this hamster wheel. And you know, we uh, get work until retirement, and then we take our money, and you know, and go. That's that's the plan. Then- on health care. Go blow <laughs> <load> on <laughs> healthcare and then we're, we're done. done. <laughs> <laughs> And, and so that's the process. And then there's some of us who have this innate desire to understand why are we here? And, and we just question everything. It's in our nature to question. Yes. And, um, and what I want to talk about today is how do you break free from that conditioning and that programming? How do you break free and how do you determine what is truth and what is true for you? and, and take that risk to, um, even, you know, for me, I believe very differently from my family and it's been very difficult. Um, sometimes I'm afraid to put myself out there. I'm afraid to talk about these things. I'm afraid to be judged. I'm afraid to, um, isolate myself, you know, and create a separation because I have a different belief system and, today, like in this podcast, I want us to be open to talk freely. And, and we're not saying that we're the arbiters of truth or we hold any side of truth or that we have the way, but we all have our own lived experience and we've all determined what worked for us to get us to where we are today. And, um, so, we want to get you to think about these things. And a lot of people have never even sat and thought about, I have all these belief systems. I have all these beliefs and all these things and all these stuff that I have to do. And these shoulda, woulda, couldas. Mm-hmm. And are they even mine? Are they even authentic to who I am? Exactly. How do you get to that auth- authenticity? So that was a lot. So, Wendy, do you, <laughs> you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Is there anything? Uh, Wendy is, uh, she is... Has so many different skills. She's an incredible Akashic record reader. I mean, really, really tapped in. Very, very intuitive. Um, She's a perpetual student of life, like me, constantly learning and studying. And she just has a very deep esoteric and quantum knowledge. So, uh, thank you. Lots of good stuff to come today. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, thank you so much for having me,
2: number one, and for the introduction. Thank you so much. Um, So. Let's gosh, where I, that was a lot. So if we were to tap in and say, who am I? What is my purpose? Mm -hmm. That's a loaded question. And that's a question that everyone has the moment they wake up in the morning. What am I going to do? What am I going to wear and who am I going to be? And it's really interesting because <clears throat> we are taught we are taught from a very young age to to trust and to not question but yet when you wake up every day you're being constantly asked questions aren't we what are you going to do today where are you going to go did you study what did you learn at school we're always asked a question so If we were to look at the Bible, we, we even see that I am that I am, I am, am I, am I that do I exist like this? I exist. How do you exist? So it's interesting that some of us fall into these tribes because us not wanting to stand up to the tribe is really that very first thing of, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to now, I have to now, um, ask a question. And then the tribal leader (laughs) of the family is now telling me that I can't question yet. We're also told to go in prayer to question. So who's telling the truth? Is it, is it the authority figure that's standing there in flesh form? That's telling me that I can't question because I don't recall anywhere in the Bible what tells me not to question anything at all I don't recall any scripture that says that but then again we are dealing with a book of half truths and I say that lovingly because it was so edited down and it was voted on upon by a group of men to bring to the masses in such a way that they could control everyone so from the very beginning of its existence, they're not even bringing forth the whole entire truth of everything. And from what I've been shown, and from what I know to be true, is that when we were to look at the scriptures, there's some truth, but there's also a lot of contradiction. But from what I know to be true, and from my self, and sitting, and contemplation, and meditating, and also... Tapping in and receiving from what I know to be true is that the, all that is of source God creator is that there's nothing on the outside of God, nothing. And so within that umbrella, everything is there from the shit to the bliss. So there's, you know, (laughs) you know, when they say, well, it's the inspired word of God. Well, I'm also inspired every day to speak. I'm inspired exactly. to say something now. I'm inspired right. without this. I'm inspired to say what what I need to say. And it's not landing well with the tribal leader. And yet, this tribal leader is supposed to lead me, or am I tapped in to receive the inspired word because it's written on my heart? It's written within the very being of my being. And I would challenge anyone to say, well. What words are not of the all that is of the source creator God? Because if there's nothing on the outside of that, then what words are not of source creator consciousness? Because it's the consciousness we're dealing with. And so yeah. from that very beginning, and this hit me when I was at the, uh, when I was living in my RV, <laughs> you know, when I was living in my RV, <laughs> you
3: know, I for three that. years.
2: <laughs> yeah. You remember that. And I shut everything out and I walked and I realized that, um, the very first primordial sound was, a, was just a sound. Um, boom. Wow. That's con- that's consciousness that just said, are you God? Are you Or are you not? And how about we just trust and now just start challenging those beliefs? Because I challenge you to find out what words are not inspired and what words are not of God. And that when you look at something that only has 66 books in it that were all voted on by a council of men, they're limiting us. They limit us to say this is it, and this is that, and this, and you better not say it. But I don't recall ever seeing anything in the Bible that says you can't question.
1: You can't well, exactly. question all. And, and on that note, the um, it, the the co- the topic of New Age spirituality and New Age religion is something that is coming up a lot, and that's really being brought to my forefront. And 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 then I have a lot of friends because. A, a large majority of my friends and people from my home and my family are all deeply, deeply religious. And, and they believe the Bible says that I believe it, you know, it's God's word. You don't question God's God's word. But what they don't realize is that there were the original text of the Bible. There's so many different interpretations of it. For one, there's multiple, multiple different interpretations, thousands of different versions of the Bible. So which one? is the inspired word of God and, you know, which one is correct. And I think that that's, it's difficult, but for, for us, we get to learn what is correct for us. I believe, I really believe that and what resonates deep as this deep soul truth to us. And, you know, I get, um, uh, the, the Bible was canonized and they removed a lot of, uh, a lot of books of the Bible, the original books of the Bible. So a lot of people are operating from false information. Like they think this is all of it. And there's a lot of other books out there that weren't included because, and particularly like with the way that they um, kind of removed the divine feminine and like put oh, yeah. women down, you know, and, and, and as, property and you know to be submissive and all this stuff and and they removed all of the the stuff that really promoted women as equal and as as you know the right you know as divine can i speak to that
2: real quick because i just found this out the term yahweh yah actually means feminine Mm -hmm. and way is the masculine so it actually translates over to the divine feminine and the divine masculine but (laughs) the things that are coming to light now they should be um, right. but that's really interesting because I did, they, they know that the women are the portals to bring in life and, right, exactly. and, and, we're and
0: if,
2: <laughs> yeah, we're the creators. So, um, you know, I think one of the first things we have to do is give ourselves permission to actually question and you don't have to give anyone, um, a, a, a detail of, or, or, um, or an agenda on what's on your mind for the day, especially when it comes to spiritual concepts. And that's what I did. I just, I just, uh, allowed myself to think. And it wasn't until I lost both of my parents who passed away. And I was in a very deep, dark place that I, um, that I was starting to question a lot about my existence because I realized up to that point from being extremely sick and from living at the foot of the cross. And I was a very devout Christian and living at the foot of the cross, going to church, um, Uh, volunteering all that I could um, and studying. And it's true. There are several translations that I'm finding when I actually go in and I do deep dive into the Greek, the Hebrew and the Aramaic, that it's not completely, it doesn't hold weight exactly to how, you know, Um, all these other translations of into English is. So um, when I realized that it gave me, it gave, it sort of gave me my permission slip. It was like a permission slip for me to say, it's okay to question because we're talking about language that has been diluted down to a point to where it's now into English. And, and perhaps these, um, this vocabulary, these meanings really aren't exactly how their church is presenting to us. And um, and so when my parents passed away and I was in this really deep, dark place and I was bedridden with Epstein-Barr virus and constantly getting sick and I had uh, chronic fatigue and my body hurt all the time, that's when I said, this is not working. And I uh, actually asked, you know, sincerely, please show me a way. And then the teachers started to show up. The The two Jewish uh, um, life coaches showed up for me and I enrolled in their program. And, um, and then they, uh, that was one of the first things that was a challenge to me was, well, are your beliefs your beliefs? And then when I started questioning the beliefs, that's when I realized these aren't my beliefs. And I've been trying to fit into a paradigm to make my family happy to make um to make my husband um happy because we had then i had grown up catholic but then by the time i went from catholicism to non denominational to um pentecostal to uh now southern baptist going through all of that i should not have been as sick as i was I'm sorry. If you're living the way that I was living and trying and trying, you know, not being, I should not have been that sick because we aren't supposed to be sick. We aren't. So it was as if I gave, had to give myself, I had to give myself permission to um, get quiet, to learn how to meditate, to be okay with my thoughts, to write things out. And then when I did that, I actually allowed the crystal river, the spirit of truth to come upon me. And that's when the spirit of truth came upon me and said, well, for one, you need to stand up and take authority and you can start learning by deep diving into the words that you have there and really learning the meanings to them and then allow the spirit of truth to cultivate within me. And that's what I did. And I still, I still, I'm still learning. Um, but I will say this: that I finally got well. I I I'm no longer sick. I don't stay in the bed. Um, I have more energy now than ever. And this entire past year of 2020, um, in 2022, I just got sick. Like, and I can't even say it was sick. I just ended up like with the sniffles for a few days, and and it lasted for five days. And it didn't even turn into a full blown respiratory issue where I had to go on antibiotics. Um, a steroid and take a bunch of cough medicine. I was able to tap into um, my internal system and heal myself because I've been shown how to do that. Because I started questioning, and, we, and that's an interesting. Yeah. Th-
1: that's an interesting. When we first met, both of us were dealing with extreme health issues. Like we were, and that's we met over combo at a combo ceremony. Yeah that's yeah. what brought us together. And, uh, I had been posting about it and she came and we just like instantly connected and we've been, you know, really, really close ever since. Like it was mm-hmm. a, like an instant connection. Cause we were, and, and we, but during this process, we both, you know, have had just profound healing. Like we've really, like we were so, we were both like, you knew the version of me back when I was really, really sick, when I was just coming into my healing and, and we both, you know, um, evolved just in in, in so many levels over the last you know five to seven years like it's been really incredible um this journey and process and and part of it is is allowing yourself to question everything and when i take a new belief and i know that my belief system has really evolved and it continues to go into deeper and deeper layers of of understanding and deeper layers of 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 knowing, and I've discarded things that I that I held really, you know, that um, because I've allowed myself to just be open to the possibility, open to learning, open to new information or newer ways of understanding, and I constantly ask. Um, I don't come from that space of I know it all now, and I have, and I'm not attached to, you know, my belief systems. And I think that's where we begin. And so, for people that are really looking, if your life is not working, if you're, you know, really deep in suffering, or you're you're physically ill, or your relationships are disaster, and your life is not working, I was taught that suffering is this, you know, and all this struggle was this uh, somehow valorous. It, it had valor. And like, there's this, you know, there's this. Uh, humility and to be humble and and um and there's this deep humility that was required to be a good christian and you submit and you don't question and you and what i've found is um you don't have to suffer. I don't really. I really believe that we weren't put on this earth to live in suffering and and struggle. That like we were meant to be, you know, just good gardeners of the earth and tend to the garden, live in abundance and joy and 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 that. I, I don't feel like I, I think a certain amount of struggle and suffering is necessary, and it's part of the human experience. But we don't have to stay there. And so what. I know Wendy and I've both kind of found our way out of that, and I know Will has as well. Like we really, uh, you know, it's been a beautiful process um, to to pull ourselves out of it, and it was just allowing ourselves the right, a permission slip. Will talks about permission slips a lot, so I think it's funny that you mentioned that. That's something <laughs> that we talk about. I'll let him go into that for a second, um, but it's giving yourself a permission slip to just question are these really my beliefs or is this what I've been programmed by society, by my parents, by religion, by, you know, is this something that it really feels if I sit down with it and really feel into it, is this really what I believe? And is it okay to change your mind? Is it okay to, to study these other things? I study lots of things That go against my like that. that I don't believe, but I just want to understand why they think the way they think And You know, I'm constantly looking at um, alternative ideas and people that disagree with me and reading their content and so that I can really formulate what feels like truth to me. And I get I mean, I, for example, even with human design, um, I started studying human design. Way before I ever came across Gene Keys, I was a student of human design and I would get into it and I would really be jiving with it. And then I'd come up on some of the stuff that, that there's a lot of human design that does not resonate with me. Right. And um, I have to say that like Karen Curry Parker does the quantum human design and... I, that system resonates with me, like because oh, cool. it's that's very positive, and it she takes raw was brilliant, but he was very negative and had a very pessimistic view of the world and like doom and gloom, which felt very much like Christianity to me. It felt like there was all this dogma, and you have no choice, and you have no and and it felt and I resisted it. I would always and when I found like Gene Keys, um, the thing that I love about that teaching that really really helped me to step into. Um, giving myself permission to study and learn all these things. It's a, it's a path of self-individuation. It's a, it's a path that teaches you it's an unwinding. It's not like they're adding on all these new belief systems, but gene keys is all about unwinding the patterning and the programming and the belief systems and the giving your authority and your power away. It's it's a removal of all of that stuff to get back to the core perfection of who we are as human beings, which is, you know, we are born whole, perfect, and complete. And then we get packed on all of these stories and programming and conditioning and homogenization and society's way. And we get all of this stuff that just covers up who we really are. Until we start to question it. And I think a lot of people don't, a lot of people just buy the story. That's why so many people fell for the COVID stuff and the masking and the, and the shaming. They, they fell for all of that um, because they, they, they don't, a lot of them don't even question. They just, they just trust. They just trust. They give their authority and trust away. And that's kind of what, for me, Christianity was always about giving your power to a savior that's outside of you. Right. Right. And, and yeah. And that doesn't that doesn't that just that no longer resonates with me at all. Like I am and I'm really exploring and I, I'm very solid in my knowing now of what I know to be true in my soul for me based on my lived experience. And um, and I think that um, I think that that's that, that's the starting point is, is just give yourself permission to question. So, right. Do you have anything you'd like to pop in here? Or are you-
3: sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just patiently letting you guys express. I, I, so I think we're all really kind of on the same page and have kind of arrived in the same space. Uh, my journey to get here has been a little different than your guys' um, because... Uh, I was raised in the Catholic Church, was but all the churches I've been in or that I've been a part of have all been very love oriented, very uh, New Testament oriented. Not much of the um, hell and brimfire stuff. So we really didn't even talk about that. Hellfire so th- I was, damnation. So yeah, it was never really pushed in, in through a fear mechanism. It was very much more of a loving mechanism. But even with that, um, I have that same desire to really fully understand and understand what this means and why it came to be and what, and also to really own it. So I dove into it very deeply, even as a teenager, to really explore what it felt and, and had some really profound, even paranormal experiences with it. But in the end, with the more I dug into it, the more I discovered there's some truth. As you said, there's full of half-truths. It's, there's a lot of um, re- some really good things in there, and there's also a lot of just mm, questionable stuff. And it feels as though it's been put together in a way to create a narrative and create a way to control people, more mm-hmm. so than to give people a, a mechanism to truth and self-discovery and true connection. Because even the original church um the authority was passed down from the pope to the priests and then the priests were the arbiters of the they were the ones that got to read the bible I and mean, people weren't even allowed to read the bible until what the 15th 1600s it was it was a long time before even anybody was allowed to even really look at it and much less question it so for me but i go back to this idea of truth like what is true And how can we determine what is true? So I'm going to take your guys' idea and go a little deeper with it. Um, This whole idea of which version is true. How about is any of it true? Like w- this could all be just a story that people made up yes. and I'm not saying it is, I'm just saying it could be.
1: The possibility so, so we exists.
3: have to be open to this and look at it from real open. I, I take a very scientific view of things. I want to see it from all angles and try to really fully understand it and test it. And I test things very um, quite a bit actually to see is there validity and is there some validation in what is being shown to me? Because it's very easy to be fooled and it's very easy to fool yourself even. And so as I did that, the more I did that, the more I asked questions and the more I delved into it and asked the bigger, deeper questions, the more pushback I got from the organized religious people saying, oh, we don't talk about reincarnation. That's a taboo subject. We're not we don't. That's not allowed. And I'm like, well, why isn't that allowed? That, that it's actually discussed in the Bible. It's actually they actually bring it up. They talk about it. Um, not specifically, but they allude to it. Over and over. Um, so why can't we talk about that idea? And why is it so poo pooed? Uh, because in the in the controlled church, this is the way I see it. If you gave people that kind of idea that that they come back and again and again, it takes away this idea of living for heaven, living for this ex, ex uh, the afterlife. So this whole idea of suffrage and being a martyr and giving yourself and and having to do everything for living for the future, basically or living for the next life, rather than if reincarnation was engaged. Wow. That kind of breaks that whole narrative down. It doesn't really jive together and they don't work together. So, and, and not only that, and then I learned that there was all these other books that were written around the same time, the uh, gospel of Thomas, the gospel of Mary Magdalene, these other things, right. that were, these other texts that have come out. And. The Nag
2: comedy. Is that? Yeah. The yeah, Nag comedy. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And these don't, Totally, you know, the book of Enoch, the Emerald Mm -hmm. Tablets, there's all these ancient texts that are out there. When you start looking at them, they're telling a different story. Some of them are telling the same story, but it predates all of the Christian stories. And so when you start to see all this start to line up, it's like, hmm, okay. And that really bothered me for a long time, and I struggled with that. So what I did was I shifted my focus away from the story. I realized the story is just the story, and the story is there to teach us the lesson, and the lesson is in the principles. The lesson is in the the moral of the story. And so I started looking at the principles and say, okay, one of my favorite quotes that, that I've seen from a, um, a more modern leader was from Gandhi, and he was questioned about Jesus and Christianity, and he said his response was, I— I don't know if any of that was true, and I don't even know if your Jesus existed, but I do know that the Sermon on the Mount and the words that were spoken, or the, the that that story of what he said, that rings true for me, and I can right. believe in that. And then I'm like, wow, okay, that makes sense to me. I can I can put myself into a principle or a pattern and say that works for me. That works in all situations. Like that makes sense. The story, you can change the story to whatever. You can make it some other story with the same principle, and it still applies. It's different data on the same equation is what I see. Exactly. And Go ahead. Does that make sense? So that's kind of how yeah. I approach it, and I come at it very differently. And and ironically, the more I questioned these things, the more it pushed me out of my faith, you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, I have faith in the sense that I I – I know that it's more of a knowing than a faith, though. I don't just blindly believe something because someone told me. I have evidence for these things that I've experienced, so I feel it through my being that I know these things to be true. I know that I'm eternal. I know that this is not all there is. I know. I know, well, we can look at it scientifically and we can know that some of those right. things too, but. But there's lots of evidence for it. And as you start looking for the evidence to support those things, you start to see them. But if you're never you're never allowed to look at it, then you'll never see it.
2: Yeah, you know? yeah. And and I, I agree. Thanks. I mean, that's that's really awesome because it is the principle. And one of the things that I do speak to about my with, with my clients when I give them a past life story, I tell them, this is just a story. Let's not get hung up on the story. Right. Let's adju- let's address the energy that's around it, and then let's see where you're bringing in and you're witnessing and experiencing the same pattern in the energy in the here and now, so that you can take tangible action and <laughs> shift it on its head, and then take. and and, and do something different how are you going to change your mind and um and actually kind of really and truly repent which um i found out the term repent actually means to just change simply change your mind so that you have an inner that so, so that you actually transform the inner being it has nothing really to do with um uh doom gloom sinning um the way that The church has presented it, it was really about uh, the the, the term repentance is just the renewing of your mind on a daily basis, and how can you align yourself to um, speak to the innate or listen to the innate that's within us, and align ourselves to experience the glory of what we're meant to experience. And also I would say that the, the adversary of the, the contrast, at least on this plane of existence, 3d, we need to experience so that we do question it and that we do align so that we like mess up and just say, Oh, that didn't work. Let me try it this way. Is that questioning it? Or is it observing through the awareness, your conscious awareness, is that an observation to say, that's not working, let me try something different, because that in itself is also repentance. But, you know, the term repent does hold a very doom and gloom um, energy to it. And so um, it's funny, because I have looked to see what the real term means. And so when I see people yelling at someone to repent, and they, they're like, Um, demonizing them, I kind of giggle because I'm like, that's not even what it means. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's like, You're just asking that someone to look at a different way, and that's why they were – I'm showing that's why you know, you've know you got a circle, and there's a dot in the middle, and when you split it up into a, a pie of 12, wherever you're standing on that circle, you're going to see – look at the middle, and you're going to see a different perspective from this guy who's standing over in the northeast part to the guy who's, who's, look, who's down at the southwestern part. They're going to see a different point. Mm -hmm. But if you walk and you stand in the middle and you just pivot and you look around, you can see and standing on the top of the mountain, you can see a better point of view. So when we are um, questioning, you have to ask yourself, am I sidestepping or to find another another point of view? Or am I am I sidestepping towards the middle and stepping upwards so I can get a bird's eye view? Right. And so through that that's what i um that's what i try to do every day and then there is a lot of self inquiry was like wow am i being just just as judgmental and holding contempt for someone because they are stuck in their mindset of um of, of 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 dogma and indoctrination because now i need to show compassion for them just like i would show compassion for a toddler who doesn't know any better you know there's a lot of 30 year olds who are steeped in indoctrination and and it's happened to me just within the last 24 hours, I've been attacked by somebody on on um TikTok, which just ticks me off all the time. Um not all the time, but yeah, but yeah, TikTok ticked me off this weekend. Um, from somebody else who who attacked me, then they came to my page and then I addressed it. And then what was funny was that when I addressed it, they said, well, I told you once before and I warned you, you know, they, they attacked me and I was like, dude, you came to my page. Like, I'm just sharing you with you something that I have. And I told you, I have compassion for you because you just don't see what I see. And I've told you that you're just not ready to hear the truth of what I have to say. And, 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 and now you're blocking me because you came to my page and started a fight and now you're going to block me. Okay. Bye.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
2: you know, it was just funny lost there <laughs> yeah yeah but but, but anyway, um, I just kind of went off on a tangent there, and I'm sorry, and I don't know why I did that, oh, because I'm a Gemini
1: squirrel uh, <laughs> <laughs> so
3: <laughs> that really, really really kind of brings out a bigger point, and that is um definitions, and this is something that Lois and I talk about quite a bit and in and, and one of the fundamentals that I th- problems that I've seen. Um, come up time and time again is that people are arguing when people get into arguments they're arguing from two different perspectives as you described Mm -hmm. and they're both maybe correct So, so there's a really good meme out there where they show this image of a it's a flattened tube that's square on one end flattened to a point on one end and if you look at it from one angle you see a triangle if you look at it from the bottom you see a square if you look at it from the side you see a A uh, circle circle or a and another and there's all these and all those views are all correct they're all true but they're not the full truth of what right. we're looking at. And this is part of what I see is why we have all these different fractal aspects of God all co-creating together so that we can start to develop these a greater understanding of ourself, which is the God self of all that is. And all those little facets of the crystal are all adding to that, whether they're good or bad, negative, positive, however you want to frame it, doesn't really matter. The shadow is required as well to create form. Without shadow, we just have blinding light and bliss. And that's great for a little while, but it's not very productive to do much. It's not much you can do with it. And it's not very well, very good for understanding. Um, So definitions is one of the things that we talk about a lot. And I think when you, especially when you start talking about God, one of the most misrepresented ideas is People say the word God and one person's definition is this this being that somehow has Sky autonomy Daddy. over all of us, right?
1: Sky Daddy. Sky yeah. Daddy. Yeah.
3: And then some people have the God of, you know, um, there's the gods of the, you know, Hindu religion and other religious texts and other perspectives. And then I have more of a um, my perspective is that I see that there's layers of God. So the, the ultimate God to me is the all that is, as you describe. It is omnipresent omniscient it is all of these things because it is the all things mm-hmm. uh, but it's not judgmental because it's all those things how you it, it becomes nonsensical exactly. at that framework so but as you go down the un, onion or you peel back layers you could get into say what you would call a demigod uh, a, mm-hmm. a, a galactic a consciousness and understanding or a solar system you know, the sun. Um, and then you have the body of the human. Like, are we not gods to the cells of our body? We have trillions of these cells. They're all individ- little individual life forms that are all co-creating together to create this form. And I have autonomy to just dis- end it all. If I want right now, I could just go in the other room and be done, you know, and they could all yep. be done. Right? Um, or I can direct it into the other room to go get something to drink or we can go there's like, to or, exercise oh, and you know, take
1: care of it. Yes.
3: Or yeah. take care of, nourish it, love it, meditate, all these things that we have. And we have this relationship that goes back and forth. So these, these layers and it's fractal in nature, it's, you can see the fractals yes. come out and it goes down deeper and deeper and deeper into the atomic level than the subatomic level. And it keeps going. Um, and almost to the point where it like spirals back on itself. And it it
2: becomes, does. It's a spiral. Yeah, it's spiral it's, in. A, it's, 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 it's a like a spiral flow
3: a toroidal yeah. flows through and comes back out the other side yes. and itself over yes. and over and
2: over yes. it's beautiful
3: it's beautiful and to not be able to explore that to me is is a red flag to say you cannot question do not question if yeah. somebody says okay so even if god really said that even the bible doesn't really say it. but even if Bi- even if the bible said on the first page do not question anything written in this text That'd be the first red flag that'd make me toss it to the side and go, you know what? This isn't worth worshiping even if it was true. I don't want to worship a god that doesn't they can't handle my questioning. My little, right. you know, little pee on me. <laughs> if I can't if my kids couldn't question me. I was about to say kids. Like, what kind yeah. of parent am I to to say, oh well you better not question me, or I will send you down to the pit of hell forever. That doesn't yeah. even that doesn't like, end what? up at all, even in our lowly, quote unquote, tangible lifestyle you know as a parent i know i would never look at my kids and say something like that ever so i can't imagine an all-powerful being would ever do that or loving right so it's it's
2: it's really interesting that you you know here we're bringing up um children because you know um children are in that state where they're very hypnotic or whatever they're very programmable yeah Mm -hmm. the theta brain wave so when you know Right when you do think of that, I'm just going to invite people to just sort of like look at that when 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 Yeshua says, you know, um be like that of a child, I know and through quantum healing, um, you get to that brainwave state. And because we have the 30 we have the 73 trillion cells and we are a fractal and we can speak to this, um, you're getting into the infinite mind and we can program program but be and we can program that on our own. And and when I was a child, and I'm being dragged to the and I'm being taken to the to, to the Catholic church, and I'm and I recall running from my parents and hiding underneath the tables that had the drapes over them, and I'm like <laughs> I'm scared shitless to go, and I know that I'm not I don't want to go, and they're taking me, and it just like the whole entire thing just sort of scared me, and I would sit and I would look at at, at the Catholic book the the it it was really beautiful because it had like all the angels and all the all the artwork and stuff in it, and I would look through it, and then I would say to my mom, "Yeah, Mommy, when I was a grown up um a long time ago. And I re- I was recalling having um, past lives, and I was trying to express this to my mom, and she's like, oh, no, 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 like completely <laughs> shutting it down. And I'm like, no, but really, when I was a grown-up, and then I came, I came back to be little again, and that, I think, I got shut down real quick, but, you know... I, I, think that, I, I think that when we finally look at what is written by the consciousness of the people of that time, they were receiving inspired messages to channel them out. But as now we're, but, but as, as, as human consciousness expands, we are no longer under that subjugated um, mentality that's solely wrapped up in what they thought, because that was their messaging. And I'm re I'm receiving my own messaging and I'm sharing my own messaging with you and you're sharing your own messaging and inspiration with me. And we're doing that with each other. And we are igniting each other because we are energetic beings. We are energy just like water so let's take water for instance
0: hello beloved soul are you a wisdom keeper or a wisdom seeker wisdom seekers are on a soul mission to teach and share their unique gifts in their own authentic voice while wisdom seekers are on a mission to receive from visionaries and need a place to find these teachers truthfully wisdom keepers and wisdom seekers alike need a place to build community connect and grow you're invited to enter into our sacred social network at meraki tribe collective an evolutionary shift in online platforms meraki is an intentionally curated online space for conscious community to connect collaborate and co-create featuring a mindful marketplace and private social platform where wisdom seekers can find and wisdom keepers are found. Meraki Platform is no-brainer affordable and offers simple-to-use tools that require minimal technical skills and maximum opportunities for connection and transformation. Check out the links in the show notes and be sure to mention you heard about us on In The Woo World.
2: Okay, water freezes, water is fluid, water will boil, and water will go into a vapor, but it's still part of this element that just changes form and us being part of God's source consciousness, we change form as well.
1: And we're 74% water.
3: And, so. and we're 74% water. Well, and another to add to that too, is that water, the hydrologic cycle, we we come from the source, which is the ocean of all that is. Like the, the water collects at the base of the ocean and the soup of all, it's all amalgamation. All these things. And that evaporates out, it comes up into the sky and then it moves around somewhere and it precipitates out. And then it it, it can end up in all kinds of places. It can end up in a beautiful brook and 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 be um yeah. and nourish the life that lives there or it can end up in a septic tank and help the bacteria allow them to break down the waste and it's it it flows and it comes back around and it does it over and over indefinitely yeah, and it's a, it it's, a, it's a perfect analogy or metaphor for for spiritual consciousness and how we reincarnate and and go through yeah, the cycle, the cycle. Over and over cycles
2: and what was so funny when I did my very first quantum healing hypnosis uh, session was that when she when, when she brought me into the, it's called the sand ballistic um, trance. That's, that's when you actually are in like the deepest part of the trance so that you can heal yourself. So when she started bringing me into that, she asked me what's, she brought me down off of a cloud. What's the very first thing that you're seeing right now? And I'm like, soup. Like I'm literally looking into a bowl of porridge or soup and I'm seeing my reflection back at me. So I'm looking into like the depths of water, but because I didn't have the language, I, it, it was, it was really interesting, but as time has gone by, I always think back to that, um, to that session. And so so, so, so then after that, he, hearing the hearing the term, I'm seeing soup. Then from that point on, as the years have unfolded, I'm hearing yes, the cash is just a soup. It's just um, it's it's just fluid. Um, it just is there, and we are able to tap into all these different little um, aspects of it and and grab and grab knowledge that we need at the time because. Uh, one thing for sure that I that I woke up one morning from my sleep. Um, one thing that I was shown for sure that if we knew all that there needed to be, that we would compo- We would be living our lives so paralyzed, we would be horrified by the truth of all of it, like completely right. horrified and terrified. So it's actually a blessing that we come to this world with a state of am- amnesia, and that we're just questioning because we are little gods here on earth seeking to find itself and know itself even deeper. And um, there are institutions that have been set up because we do have cause and effect and uh, yin and yang and good and bad. We have these um, institutions that are, that have been put in place to try to prevent us from knowing the truth of who we are. And so we're like, you know what? Nah, it's not uh That's not vibing with me anymore. And um, I take authority over myself, just like Jesus took authority over himself in the wilderness. And I'm in the wilderness. And I just look at him as an example, because when he came here, what I find is that the message is the message that delivers us to save ourselves. And it wasn't because of, I'm going to be really rude here but it wasn't because of the crucifixion that we're saved it's because he came and bring a message to tell us that we were divine and he was teaching that and then that pissed everybody off oh my
1: god if they all knew that they were really this yeah it's blasphemous and we and that's something we were having this conversation this morning about god and god my brain is just going all over the place with all the the (laughs) thoughts where i could take this with but um When we follow personalities, we get caught up in the story. This is something that Will has been really like impressing. We've been having lots of conversations. We get caught up in the stories, but when we follow the principles of what they were teaching, and Jesus taught love and peace, and he was not judgmental. And he went, you know, and he sat with the prostitutes and the tax collectors and Zachary the undesirables, and and, and he healed the sick. And and like he really and he didn't cast them out or judge them or, or elevate himself above them, You know, he said, the answers are there inside you, like the kingdom of God is within, like th- there's, uh, and he was teaching these principles of love and peace. And if you look back over all of the sacred texts, like I personally, I love um, the Tao Te Ching, and the I Ching, and I love anything that has to do with Toltec, um, wisdom, ancient Toltec, because that those things resonate, they're all principle based they're all it's not you're not you're not um worshiping a personality you know or uh, a book or i think you're <laughs> you're learning to live by principle and if you understand that this is the principle this is the way that the laws of nature and the way that nature works and the way that the world works in the way that we came here to work and you live by these principles then you can create a life of abundance and beauty and 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 ecstasy and joy and bliss like you don't have to be in suffering there is, like Will said, there is a necessity for contrast because that's mm-hmm. how we determine and that's how we learn and grow. You know, exactly. we make the mistakes and we do the things. But if we could if we could look back, if you take, um, it was interesting. I was having a discussion with a friend yesterday who works in a local school system and she was saying they're not allowed to use the word yoga in school at all. Like, it's a bad word, like not allowed to mention it, not allowed to talk about it. And it's it's not allowed to be used in their classrooms. Yoga. And, and it's really interesting. I was like, what? Because yoga, um, when I first started doing yoga, I, I actually was training to run an ultra marathon. So I was going to run a 50 mile race and I was running 230 miles a month and I got bursitis in my hip really, really bad. And I went to, I (laughs) (laughs) I did that for a really long time. Uh, And he said, he said, if you want to keep running you're going to have to start doing yoga. And he said, I would recommend getting in hot yoga and, and, and doing um, yoga and learning that. And so I, I started going to yoga just simply to learn to stretch and get in the heat and be able to extend my body and things like that. And um, so I, I started doing yoga. And as I got into it, I started just really falling in love with it. And then I decided to go to yoga teacher training. And I started learning the eight limbs of yoga, and that is what. And I've always said this: it's that's what kicked off my uh, my really waking up and really stepping out of my. Um, Attachment to my deeply rooted, like I was terrified to question religion. I told my parents I was going to yoga, and they were just horrified. I mean, like, oh my god, yeah. Yeah. And and as I started into learning the eight limbs of yoga, what I realized is yoga is based on principle. I mean that the the eight limbs of yoga, if everybody lived by that, oh my gosh. And it's basically all the same tenets in the Bible, but the the same principles that Jesus was teaching. You know, do no harm. You know, use your words to uplift and to, you know, and, and to practice. It, it don't steal like there. There's just all these different things. And, and it really That's was. Smart. Yeah, it's it's basically <laughs> the Ten Commandments are basically the eight limbs of yoga. <laughs> uh, you know, don't don't flip around and have random sex with people. You know, it, it, it's it's it's. Um, and, and then, as I dove into like the Tao Te Ching and like all these different other teachings, they they teach you to live in a principled way. And if you follow and you honor nature and you honor um other human beings and you and you have your whole life is sacred, then you're going to make different choices. And so, if we let go of the personalities and what I what I started to learn about like Hinduism, my mom didn't like uh, yoga because of, you know, oh, it's Hinduism and they have all these gods and they're worshiping all these gods and idols. And, and I said, but each God represents, um, they have a set of characteristics and traits and virtues. And they also have like weaknesses and strengths. And if you look at them and you learn from the mistakes they made, you can take those lessons and apply them to your life and not make those same mistakes. Or you can take their, the, the, um, the powerful parts of their personality, Personality And the things that are really, you know, um, empower you to, to live this beautiful, virtuous life and you live by those principles, then you can create an amazing life, you know? Yeah. And, and, and as I started diving into really learning all these other things, um, and I fell in love with yoga. Like I fell in love with not only what it could do for my body, but just the principles that it teaches that you can, you can embody in your life and carry out. And that's the thing I'm learning now about Aikido. Like, um, he, I knew about Aikido through, you know, Richard Rudd talking about relationship Aikido, which is about blending and, and Aikido is all principle-based. It's based mm. in, in understanding these principles and ways of being and living, you know, in, um, in, um, in, fluidity with nature is kind of back, like that water of just being in flow and flowing with and and living. But no,
3: yeah but in a yeah, tangible a, way it like in it's an embodiment it's, of an embodied living. it's
1: like actually yeah. walking your talk yeah it, right in, it's in like this, this, it's a
3: practice where you're practicing the embodiment of these principles right. through these techniques and things and learning self-defense at the same time like it has all these benefits to it so it's really cool. powerful in a way, for sure.
1: And I, and I think that the embodied, like where we learn to walk our talk, that's one of the biggest things that I have about Christianity or so-called Christians that I know is a lot of them, they go to church on Sunday, they put in, they put it, they show up for show, but they're not living any of these things. And and then they go, oh, I can just ask forgiveness or whatever. Right. You know, um, they're not living, they're not walking their talk. And I got really, you know... Um, I like just really uh, bad on Facebook in a conversation a, a few months, a uh, few weeks ago and about my beliefs and, 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 you know, what I realized is that I, I know in my heart and I don't, I don't consider any of the beliefs that I follow as new age religion, because I'm really much more interested in understanding the ancient teachings and the teachings that have stood the test of time. And they're all principle based teachings and they've stood the test of time. And if you live by those, instead of following personalities, you know, if we could stop following personalities, we could probably do something about our politics as well. You know, we get, we get all attached to a personality and we don't look at their platform or their principles or what they stand on. And we love them or hate them based on that. And then we attach ourselves to a philosophy and we're not getting anywhere as a society. It's not serving us as a humanity to be constantly in this division and dividing and, and getting caught up in the stories and the right and wrong and all of that stuff. If we, could Bring our country back and our lives back personally. Like, if I start living a principle based life and honoring, and, and I think it's pretty much the, the context from every major religion comes back to you know, love your neighbor, do no harm, um, treat people the way you want to be treated. Uh, you
3: know, the golden
1: rule, do the golden, the gold I mean, that's pretty much the tenet. Of, and if we could just do that. And, and mm-hmm. get out of all of the division and the need for labeling and naming things and, and classifying ourselves. I don't really, you know, I am.
2: I and know, I know I was about
1: to say. I don't really have a religion anymore. I don't, I don't either. To one particular philosophy. I am constantly evolving. I'm constantly changing my belief system. I'm constantly, but I'm very grounded in these principles that I live by. And I actually. I feel like for the first time in my life, I'm not putting on a show for people. I am authentically walking my talk. I am and I feel this deep wholeness and this deep security in who I am and how I operate in the world and the relationships that I'm in. And I can set boundaries for myself now and I can share those with others because I know my own personal intrinsic value, which is perfect, whole and complete, as is everybody else. Right, and they don't all know that you know. They still haven't spent the time to unwind the programming, the belief systems that have them constantly giving away their authority. And I, and I really believe that if Jesus or Buddha or any of them were here today, they'd all be like, "You got it. That's it. That's what we're yeah. trying to say.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah." It's so funny because I was
2: um I was telling my I was I was sharing this with my with a love with a loved one um because you know doing the definitions and and looking and deep diving into certain words um you know uh i i feel that if jesus was walking there today he would be horrified and he would be saying you know what you're using my name incorrectly because the name, name you're you're using my name in vain and number one name actually translates to authority use my authority the authority that I have within myself in order to create what I need to create because I'm also creating so so taking his name that's why it was like well I'm not gonna know you why are you using my name I don't know you you use your authority in that and so it's 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 very it's very um, eye-opening when we can, um, really look at things a lot deeper and unfold, like like the peeling away of the of the onion, and and realizing that um, that there's a lot more in depth uh, meaning than what's just been shown. And um, and what I found is that Christianity um, kind of gives you this; uh, it it allows you to behave in a certain way and then saying oh well that's okay cuz i'm just saved because i just said the word well i'm saved and it's like well you're how are you resonating i mean have you really changed i mean right are you really are you- loving are, you, are i mean because because love is also it's a vibration so if we're looking at the love and the actions the intention and, and putting the emotion behind it and taking the different action that's when you beha- that's when you have the outcome is when the outcome is there, and it's funny that you brought this up because they do teach us that we're unworthy, and so I opened up my Bible last night. Can you believe it? I did. <laughs> I opened up my Bible. I actually I go on like so. So, if I am going to say this to the audience, if you go into Bible Hub and you start clicking on on um, Greek, Hebrew, and then it takes you to like the Strong's, and then it gives you like a list. It'll give you like the list of all the different. Um, uh terminology and and uh meanings behind something i found out that you know to pick up your cross when you pick up your cross actually means to stand up when you stand up that's one thing so that got completely completely bastardized and said no you're picking up your cross and you're suffering that's not that's not how it is that's not how it came to me yesterday. But also to say that someone that you're is not worthy of themselves when you're not worthy, that actually meant when you don't stand up, you're not balanced. The whole entire word of unworthiness of worthy actually translated to balance. And I was like, whoa. So if I don't stand up and I don't speak and be true to myself, then I'm living an unbalanced life. And that
0: was written in red
2: and that <laughs> whole entire thing right there had been a translation that came back to me completely different as in what is being taught today. So when you're coercing people and you're let, let's look at it this way. If I was to say I'm involved in a relationship and this person on a daily basis tells me that I'm not any good. I'm not beautiful. I'm messing up and I'm falling short constantly. And because I try and try and try my best that no matter what I do, it's still bad. Even though I'm trying with a sincere heart that I just need to be punished at all costs. Because if I'm not going to love them because of my insecurity and because I've tried and tried and tried because I'm not loving them back. I am. I deserve the very punishment that comes to me, even though I'm trying with a sincere heart. Now, if I was to say that to you and say, this is the relationship that I'm in.
1: I'd say, get out.
2: You'd say, get Run. out.
1: Run. Run. Get <laughs> out Leave. Call me. I'll come <laughs> Move get out. <laughs> yeah. But yet our Christian
2: religion is telling us to stay in because they're saying that Jesus is this narcissistic individual who is demanding us to bow down, kiss his feet and to worship him. Oh, exactly how Satan tried to persuade him to do in the wilderness. So why on earth would Jesus or Yeshua demand the same thing to me? When he wasn't teaching that.
1: And he refused to bow down to Satan. And he refused refused to bow down to Satan. Exactly. Why would he want us to worship him?
3: Right. He was like, no. Even if he did independent of any of that, there's something about that that just those red flags. Wrong. Ding, ding, ding. Like, what? Ding, like,
0: ding, ding. ding, please, ding. Find the,
2: please find the exit right away.
1: <laughs> get out of there. It's, it's, it's Take the it's, fire it's, extinguisher. It's, <laughs> drop, it, drop, The <laughs> view of, of God and and Jesus Christ, is if, as, as the way it's taught in a lot of religions, is extremely narcissistic. And if you were in a relationship mm-hmm. with a person like that, you would tell them to get out. I mean, I have a degree in psychology. That's what I study my whole life you know i th- we would tell you if somebody's exhibiting those behaviors get out, get out you know th- exactly you know it's interesting that you bring up the whole um take up your cross will has a really great uh, analogy about the take up your cross because i think a lot of uh, and i'll let him share it but a lot of uh christians also don't, they basically just sit back and say, oh, God's got it. Jesus, he died on the cross for my sins. He's got it. I don't need to do anything. Um, but that's not, share with well, you. I don't, yeah.
3: Well, I just I specifically don't recall any verses in the Bible where Jesus said, hey, everybody, just chill out, kick back. I got this. He never <laughs> said anything like that. He <laughs> thought, taught you. He said, stop sinning. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. Just love people. Like He, he was really clear that the, you have to take some action here. This isn't all on me. You know, I'm here to show you the way and showing Mm -hmm. means to embody those principles. He's embodying these ideas to the point where they crucified him for it,
2: the method that
3: for the sake of everyone else. So they didn't have to do anything. That was I think that was a misrepresentation by the church. And it was taken over to absolutely still this idea of victim consciousness in the population. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Now you're a victim. and You have no power left. You are powerless to change anything. Mm -hmm. And you are like, as you said doesn't matter what you do you need the blood of christ to survive and to be to get to the reward that you're living for now which is not for now it's for some other place and this is the other question that always brings me i i really like to poke at people a little bit with this and say what does heaven look like to you like define that for me describe that in tangible terms what heaven is going to be like is it really streets paved with gold what do you eat what do you do what is the purpose of being there what is the day-to-day is there a day is there sun is there moon is there are you on a planet where are you what is your tangible experience of that and most people just oh, you know they give you this blank stare like i don't have any clue you know? Really thought about it. I haven't even thought about it so you're living your entire life for something you haven't even contemplated what it's going to be like? This is—it's quintessential to the point of—who of, of, are you? Like, what is this? These basic questions about all of it. That if you never actually question it, you're just an automaton NPC walking through life. And yeah, maybe there's a point to that. Maybe that, maybe that's your purpose—to just play a role for someone else. That's fine. And this is not a judgment on people. And this is the other thing I, I really want to see to make sure that people hear this too, is this is not a condemnation of people that are are, are religious or have these beliefs. Honestly, if that works for you and you are getting something back, because I've been through it. I had some really profound, really good experiences with with, uh, Christianity and the religious uh, spiritual teachings, but I grew out of them just as I grew out of my childhood. And I don't think of things in childlike terms anymore i'm now an adult and i expand my consciousness to see as you said from a higher perspective you start to see more and more and you can it's okay to formulate new ideas and new opinions about what you believe is true and to be able to to change that should be our fundamental right right Our birthright is to have this personal perspective and experience and be that facet for God to explore it from this other's perspective. Now that's not to say that we should be wishy-washy and just, you know, bite at every little, you know, bait that comes by like a fish might. We want to, to anchor that in some kind of principles and some kind of contemplative thought to really understand and and find what works for us in that time. And this comes back to the whole permission slips idea of, what is the right path which is the right religion which is the right which is the right prayer which is the right meditation well, you know what? They're all just permission slips to step into sacred space, to connect with the divine, to connect with ourselves and to explore what's there for now in the moment and not have right. to judge it. We don't have to label it even. We don't have to we don't have to share it with anyone. Even we don't have to do all these things and we certainly don't have to force other people to do it. That's the one right. part I don't like If you're a religious zealot, we ain't, we ain't, we're not going to have a very good relationship because. I am not into having other people dictate how I think or what I do. And so I I claim my sovereignty and I, I declare that. And I declare that against the government and any other institution or any other body that comes to seek to control my sovereignty. That is mine to control. This body is mine. I've been given this birthright to control it. And what I want to put exactly. in it is my business. Period. I Some am stop.
2: that I am. I'm sovereign. I'm free. I'm divine. Yep. And, yep. um... That's that's it. At the end of the day, and and uh, one one term that was coming to me a lot um, is uh, zero point. Like this, this was a like some term. Zero point came to me a couple of years ago, and now I'm learning more about that. But I know zero point is really just tapping into your heart and focusing and playing with the breath and knowing that in this moment, in this just now moment. I can choose whatever I need because because there is a soup of fluidity there that I can just step into. But it's just coming to this now moment of my next action is actually something that I can create and how I perceive it and how I imagine it. I can step forward and I can bring that to me and I can create it how it is. And I don't need to be hearing the distraction of other people dictating to me how that needs to be. So I feel like when I wake up in the morning, I I do ground myself into zero point to where I'm i like, I can hear the heartbeat. I can hear my heartbeat and I notice my breathing and I feel like I just ground myself and I'm just so grateful. So I, I bring in the emotion of love and gratitude and I say to myself, where is it that I want to be today? How can I contribute? And share. And there was another aspect of the cross that I used to do was um, if when I'm connecting here, when I'm connecting to the up and down, the vertical point, that when I'm connecting and I'm drawing in and I'm pulling in the light, and I am the vine, I'm, I'm creating and I'm pulling in the vine, that I'm sending out the branches to those who need to hear this, and who need to um, maybe um, be initiated or Have a feeling and be seen. And maybe I can bring that forth to people today. So that's another level of picking up the cross, but not in a subservient um, suffering type of way, but more in an empowerment of what can I pull in in order to learn and then share. And so that's another aspect of, you know, the cross for me.
1: Right, and it's taking up that cross. That's so taking action. Like you have to that take action. Sense. You can't just sit there Standing and let up. somebody else yeah. do it all for you. You have to take action. And and also, it's funny the the story of the mustard seed has been coming up for me over and over mm. and over again. That Jesus, and it's planting that little tiny seed. And sometimes that's all we can do is plant. And that's really our goal with this podcast is to plant seeds for you to go out and find out what is your own truth. What is the truth that resonates with you? How can you become the highest and best version of yourself? And I think we can all agree as human beings that the highest and best version of yourself is not out harming other people and taking advantage right. of other people and hurting other people it's not me 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 first it, it, it's it's um it's a balance everything which is why I'm writing a book called finding balance because everything mm. comes back to balance it all comes back to balance and and we have to figure out who we are like that authentic, true, that one point, uh, the, the still point, one point, zero point. Um, Richard Rudd talks about that a lot in Jean Keys and a lot of meditations he does. Is come into that and tap into that that one point, that still point within yourself, that that animating piece of life that brings you to life and give and makes us our own individual expression of self. And it's like really tapping into that life force, and and using it for the highest good of all, using mm-hmm. it and and to do that, you get. You get your life forces. It comes down through the the portals, through the ethers and comes through your mother and is, bing, lights a little spark in you. And then you come animated and you come to life and then you get to, you get a body and you get to take that body and you, what you put in it, you, you are responsible for that body. You're responsible for loving it, for taking care of it, for nourishing it, for all the things that you do. And when you harm your body, you get to deal with the consequences of those choices you're always a choice i can choose yep. to eat healthy and make the hard choice and and be disciplined with what i or i can just eat sweets and sugar and junk and soda pops and just you know things like that all the time and and just and and, and then complain that i'm a victim of my right meetings, you know or i can take i can take authority over my body and then the same thing with like learning to bring what we bring into our minds i believe that our bodies are our starting point that's kind of our our first school that we get to learn how to manage and, and, and manipulate and or navigate, not manipulate, manifest and our bodies. And then we, then it's what we put into our minds. So if you spend your life just sitting and consuming mind numbing content and programming, and you're constantly allowing yourself to be programmed by watching the news and television and advertisements and things like that, and you're always being programmed and you're not being conscious in your own, um, what you're taking in and what you're knowing, you know, um, it's, it's, it can be, um, you you to get a, you lose your sense of self. So it's really being conscious and going out and, and, and studying and pursuing higher learning and pursuing higher knowledge. And then when you get something and you understand it, you know, it and you apply it to your life and you're living a principle-based life, then your life, this is something he says all the time that I love is, by your fruits, you shall know them. then your life is producing the fruits of living that principle life.
3: Right. Yeah, this one, right. if you're coaching the Bible, because it really holds rings true for me. Like, you can tell by what's being created what someone's results are of their process, shows you what they're really doing. Um, because the deception you can deceive people with words and all kinds of stuff. I can do all kinds of smoke and mirrors and get you to believe certain right. things, but at the end of the day, when you see what's actually produced, you go, Hmm, that isn't what you said you were producing, <laughs> you know, right? Right,
2: and, and I've yeah, I've even noticed it with a lot of very highly religious people who just need to constantly say praise God and and it's like within every breath and um I see them struggling and suffering and and then I'll also hear them say well it's not me. Uh, I it's, it's not because of me, it's because because God, you know, it's like they're a victim. Um but I'm like I'm like wait a minute. But but you but God gives you like 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 you're the, the co-creator here. So if you're putting your hands up and saying, no, 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 it's not me that, that in and of itself, which is another word study is blasphemous because you're actually hindering and slowing down the flow of, of, of allowing it to work through you so that you do recognize yourself as being the creator on earth physically but you're tapping in and you're in and, and, and you're receiving the information on how to do that. But when you're saying, oh, no, 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 it's not me. It's it's coming from outside of me somewhere. And then they're struggling so much. I feel like that's like probably one of the hardest things for me to witness in people because they're trying so hard to be the good, the, the good doer. I know you see them. I do so good. I'm used to
1: be. That's, that's that was the version of me. That was try. And I used to, you can ask my kids because the old Lois is not anything like the new Lois. Um, I like this version of myself better. And you know, I, I, I've been, you know, a lot of my family and friends have really think I've gone off the deep end, but I'm happy. I'm not in struggle. I'm healthy. The fruits of my life bear that out. I'm not, I'm no longer faking it till I make it. It's genuine and real and authentic. But back when I was deep in struggle and I was believing in God and putting all my faith in God, and there was this this song, give them all, give them all, give them all to Jesus and he will turn your sorrows into joy and turn it over to God constantly. And and I was waking up, God, what am I doing wrong? Why me? What am I? You know, why why are you doing this to me? Why? I have had enough struggle. I've had enough adversity. Mm -hmm. I've had enough. You know, I, I can't take anymore. Oh, God doesn't dump. on you any more than you can bear like I, like and I'm like no you know I, I can't sit around and the one day I have this deep realization I cannot sit around and wait for some big shining knight in white armor to come by and save me nobody is going to save me I have to create change I have right. to down and question some of these belief systems that I have that are preventing me from living the life that I know I deserve that I came here to live a life of abundance a life of joy a life with deep connection, a life with um, purpose and passion, you know, and, and I have to make the change myself. Like I have to take action toward that. I got to get clear on what it looks like. I got to stop focusing on everything that's wrong with the world and everything that's wrong with me. And I got to get clear on what I want to create. And then everything that is not that I let it go.
0: Let's talk about self-care. I have to share a couple of my favorite daily life hacks. That's Brain Tapping and Harmony Vibroacoustic Technology. This technology has been an absolute game changer for me. These devices have proven to reduce stress, improves clarity and sleep, and I experience more energy and I feel rejuvenated. BrainTap is a headset that adds a whole new dimension with restorative power light therapy. Brain Tap sends gentle light pulses that travel through the ear meridians and the retina which sends signals to the brain. The headset guides you into an amazing meditative state in alpha, theta, or delta. Use BrainTap technology alone or with the In Harmony Vibroacoustic Meditation Cushion or Lounger. Connect with yourself and release stress while you optimize your overall well-being. Click the links in the show notes for great deals and more information.
1: Right, and I right. focus on creating the highest, best version of myself so that I can give, we have to take care of ourselves. This is kind of, I started this, I don't know if I finished the point earlier. We have to take care of ourselves and honor ourselves first and fill our cups mm-hmm. so that we are overflowing and making sure that we are nourishing our own soul so that we can go out and share our gifts with the world so that we can go out and share um all of the amazingness because every single person on this planet came here for a divine purpose. And some of them may have came to play NPCs. Some of them may have soul contracts and that's their role is right, to give somebody right. else an experience. And, you know, and so for some people that may be their life. They maybe came here to play the bad guy, you know? Yep. Um, and, yep. and that's something that they took on karmically because of something mm-hmm. they did in a previous life. And Very it's true. really interesting that you brought up the story about, um, the other day I was having a conversation with my mom and, from the time I was like three or four years old, I would always say in my next life, I'm going to be this in my last life. And I, and my mom doesn't believe in reincarnation. And she's like, and she, and she kind of mentioned, we have, funny conversation about that. She goes, you've always been that way. And she said, you've always been the peacemaker. Like I was constantly from the time I was a little bitty girl. And that's funny that that's my evolution in Gene Keys is, is that's who I'm. Yeah. That's in one of my prime gifts is the, to being the peacemaker. And she said, and I was always really drawn to the esoteric. I was, I would, my mom is one of those people that reads the newspaper. She's probably going to die with the newspaper in her hand. Um, <laughs> she literally gets up every morning and she goes outside and gets the newspaper and she comes in and she does her Bible study and then she reads in the newspaper. And I used to always run as a kid and grab the newspaper and go straight to the astrology section straight to the horoscope. But that's the only thing oh, in the newspaper. So I wanted to read the sports stuff and the astrology stuff. I've <clears> always <throat> had just, just um, draw toward the esoteric and, and want to understand, you know, this, this wisdom and knowledge, but I never felt like I had permission to explore it because I was constantly being taught, you know, that it was a sin and that it was wrong. And, um, when I, when I was in college, I started studying the course in miracles and, um, and while I found a lot of value in it, and I know now that it was created by the person that created MKUltra and all that stuff, um, my parents were just, they were devastated by that. Like they were just really, and then I pursued these paths of like, I kept seeking out all of these because that's what I've been drawn to. One, and and I go into them, I dive into them and I take the things that resonate and the things mm-hmm. that feel like truth in my soul and I let all the rest of it go. Um, yeah. And what I've learned and something that we should probably make clear on this podcast is we're all in different places in our path and journey. I have evolved through so many different belief systems and, and there's certain core principles that have remained true throughout the entire thing. And that's why I really, where I've landed now is we need to live a principle based life and it doesn't have to be defined as a religion or any of that. stuff. Right. it based in, um, real principles that get results that honor, the sacredness of life and the incredible gift that we get to come here and experience being an embodied human and our eternal infinite souls get constricted down, into a little human body and we get to feel and taste and touch and see and, and experience emotions and love and hate and this full gamut of being human that we wouldn't probably get to experience if we were living internal light and bliss in the primordial soup of yeah. all that is, you know? So we get to come down here into a 3D expression to, to experience duality, to experience, mm-hmm. you know, um, the the polarity, to, to experience in contrast, And, and to learn from that and to allow it to evolve our soul, you know, and then I, I believe that we, you know, we can keep coming back as often as we want. We, and we can, you know, we can incarnate in and out. Um, and uh, as, as we need to continue to evolve our souls. And for me, um, I feel like I've, I have an ancient soul. I, I feel like a very, very old soul and, um, and I feel like, but I feel like I have this deep commitment to the human experience and to, uh, I have the Jinkie. My, my, my life purpose is the, the 15th key, which is all about the Bodhisattva of compassion. It's about, and my life's work is compassion. And yeah. I, it's about taking the Bodhisattva vow. Um, and like, so I have compassion and compassion on top of each other in, in a lot <laughs> in my Jinkies. And it's about, really, really living into a desire to see humanity out of suffering and out of not falling into despair and to living the life of abundance that we were all that I think I feel like is our birthright. Our birthright is to be a, you know, sovereign beings and, and live this life of abundance. I, I feel like we don't have to have all the suffering. It, is, it isn't necessary um, all the time to live in complete suffering your entire life. You know, and I look at my parents and and my parents are really good Christian people. And I cannot say this enough because I don't want anybody thinking I'm bashing Christianity because I'm not. Um, My parents live what they they're they're few of the human beings that actually walk their talk and live what they believe, you know, And, and and I honor that for them. And they, they've lived this deep life of suffering, you know, and, and, yeah, was... and, and, and their life is so full of hardship and adversity mm. and suffering and it breaks my heart and they're almost 80 years old and they've, I don't, I don't know if they have hardly really any joy in their life at all, really, you know, Oops, and, Yeah. And, and, but they're living for this future thing. Mm. And I'm like, you know, you get you get this one life as this person, Lois, living in this body, and you know having this experience, and you might as well make the most of it, right? I don't know. Maybe I get to have it in multiple different realms and dimensions and switch through, and that's all yeah. I get to do. Or who knows the truth of that? But I yeah. feel like, like, it all be true. I, yeah, it could all be true, Um, or none of it could be true. It Could all be just stories we're making up. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: But you it know, I yeah. yeah, I don't think that's true. I really believe. <laughs> you know, like, it was interesting because I have always always talked about reincarnation and I knew nothing about it was never taught anything about it. Cause it was just, uh, it's a concept that my parents don't believe in at all. Um, but I completely believe that we come back over and over and over again. And I've had lots of experiences once I dove into plant medicines and things like that, where I went through, particularly my experience with Boga, Iboga, which literally Thing. put a big screen. With that. We'll, have to, we'll have to put that uh, video where we tell people like, know, you know, know. together about my Boga experience, but it literally, all of my, um, past lives. And like, and I had, as I, as it was playing them across, I had recognition and a remembrance of those lives and those experiences. And, and the the medicine was like, do you see the expansiveness of your soul? Like, this is incredible, you know? And, and and if we knew how spectacular it was to have this acute human experience, I think that people would treat it differently. Like we would value it and we would want to enjoy it we'd actually want to enjoy it and like actually like, like, like enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I will, how I, how I, uh,
2: perceive and how I express, uh, to, to people who have a hard time wrapping their minds around, um, reincarnation. Cause I, I, t- I, I, I stopped using that term or I have pulled away from the term reincarnation and I, and, and it's a past life, but I, I, I refer to it as um, a quantum life.
1: Mm-hmm. There's
2: a because in the Akashic records, in the Akashic field, everything is just has already happened. It, there's multiple different timelines. Um, you can choose a different uh, future ha- however you want to go um, because your future just isn't like really set in stone all the time there is like some predestination. So when I, when I, when I talk about, um, uh, that, that we come here, um, so there, there's two types of free will, like there's the predestined free will where, where you choose and it's all done before you actually step into that body. Yeah, Yeah. It's like your soul contracts or, or and some and sometimes people don't even come in with a soul contract, which is actually very hard for them. But anyway, <laughs> they they will step into the body and 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 there's that imprint. And so and so, if you're thinking of okay, there's a past life, you're actually just reaching into an imprint that's meant for you for you to actually experience. So if, so, let's say, uh, um, I was to say that you. Are the reincarnation of Marie Antoinette? Well, really just have an imprintation in your contract on some of those things. And so you're pulled because there could be other people who can be saying the same thing and that your, your, your consciousness is just um, anchored in this timeline. Whereas there might be a different consciousness of you that you're going to recall in another one at another period of time. And so when we're doing those, uh, those uh, psychedelics and those plant medicines, that's where you're sort of like shifting and going. And it's not that it's um, false, but there's something there that does resonate. And then you're coming back as you come back to your senses. um, You've learned something. And then it's a teaching moment. Oh, I just learned this about that. So when we had done uh, mushrooms that time, um, I would just sat there and I was like, I know nothing. I know what I know is I know. I know absolutely sure that I know nothing. (laughs) I think I know something, but I know for sure. I know, nothing. And as much as I try to say <laughs> that I know stuff, maybe I know it in this moment. Could it change? Sure. But also I feel like there's just this massive quantum field. And so, um, I've been able to just, uh, share, especially with my husband, cause he doesn't want, he doesn't like to hear the term reincarnation. So I just say, well, we're quantumly entangled with some other, um, aspect of our soul. And some other timeline. And when I say it like that, he kind of gets it. But if I sit here and I say, we are reincarnated and blah, 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 it's harder for him to wrap his mind around because of the indoctrination because of what he's been taught, you know, yeah, and we also so I just offer that to you that you can maybe just make say that kind of term too
3: we tend to, to have a very linear perspective because of how we relate to the world. And so this idea of reincarnation, you know, like, wishing Marie Antoinette and maybe other people no, were, but wasn't. the way, <laughs> no, but, but here's the thing is like, I just... Even as an analogy in our world, in the digital world, I can take a file and I could duplicate that file many times. Let's say a movie file. And now that movie file can be played out by all these different people can now watch the same movie file. And we all have this similar experience, but different
2: yes okay. so
3: it's similar yes. but different so this is how i kind of see that idea where you know i we have these connections maybe to these past life experiences and was that us you know was it, was it specifically just one being moving through one life and then moving to another life that's our linear mind thinking wanting to say that's the way it's but as you said many people will claim to be this or that and, and it's the same being maybe the same famous person per se let's say is it? It's perfectly reasonable to me to think that there could be resonance in that lifetime that you are connected with, and you're bringing that resonance with you into this world because it exactly. it's in resonance with who you are, and so yes. that makes sense to me. And that we we hold these frequencies within us and we bring it through this life in a different flavoring. And now it's different because now my experience is very different than my brothers or whoever, even if we're gene- even if we're genetically identical. We still right. we have different experiences. We're going to express those genes differently, and things will show up differently. There's some definitely some some resonance, and we'll have some similar experiences for sure. Um, and I even have that with my sensei. Right now, we have these interesting things happening where we're having almost the same kind of experiences at the same time, and we're he's telling me the same thing. We call it allasa, which is a coming together, a parody oh, cool. of, of experiences, and it happens over and over and over. You start to have these with people. It, to me, it's a really good indicator that you're on your path with that person. Like you're supposed to be connecting with that person in some way. It's a, it's like a, a little say, signal to let you know things you're are good. Alignment. Things are in alignment. Cool.
1: Okay, so this has been a very enlightening conversation so far. Um, lots of nuggets for people to contemplate and to think about. And like we said, um, this podcast we just want to challenge you to think. And to, if you want to, you know, if you want to create change in your life, if your life's not working and you want to find somewhere, maybe it's time to start questioning your beliefs or questioning the things that you've been told are true. And, and to just really step into discovering your true authentic self. So you can have that birthright of bliss and happiness and love and abundance. Um, So I want to just, I want to kind of put this out there as we wrap it up, um, what would what advice would you give uh, to someone? We'll start with Wendy and/or you know, Will. Which one? Who wants to go first? <laughs>
3: I can go first. I've kind of got something in mind already. Yeah. um, If
1: somebody wants to take, because we want to give every podcast, we want to give some tangible actions, things that you can do today to go out and start this ball rolling in your own life.
3: Yeah. So, and I would, this, this kind of a little bit of tidbit of advice could be applied to many different domains of your life, not just your spiritual practice, but I would emphasize that whatever you do that you choose it with conscious contemplation and thought that you actually are choosing it because you choose it and i don't really care what it is if you choose to live by the blood of christ and that you want to live that lifestyle like her parents do and that's how you choose to live your life i honor that i respect that um it's not my choice but we don't have to choose the same things. And that goes back to the whole facets of the crystal idea. We all can it, it coexist as long as you're not infringing on other people's uh, you know, ability to choose their own perspective or shutting them down. So my advice would be to, to whatever you do choose, choose it consciously. Make a choice. Because when you do that and you do it with honesty and self, um, that intellectual honesty with yourself about what you're choosing, then you can determine whether it's actually working for you or not. Then you have some real tangible data to work from, something you can look back at and go, okay, well, this is what I'm choosing to do. And how is that working out for me? Hmm, it's not working out real great. Maybe I should look for some other ways to to view the world. Or maybe, you know what, this really is working for me. I'm going to stick with this for a while and see where it goes. You know, try it out. Um, My friend, uh, Rochelle, she often says this idea of like, just, you know, try it on in your mind. Run through it you know when you're exploring different things run through that in your mind let run it through to completion in your mind even just see where it goes what does that look like to you Try to bring it into your idea and contemplate that into your, in your mind to see it. And then and then, if you want to explore it in the real world, in the physical world, then step into that a little deeper and a little deeper. Uh, but I found personally the best way to really do something. Like if I want to learn Aikido, I might watch it on TV or, or on a computer screen. I'm not really learn much that way. If you really want to learn something, you need to dive into it a little bit. You need to step into it embody it and try to embody it and see what's there for you. And it may not work for you. It may not. And that's OK. That'll t- it'll also show you what you don't want. And that's as equally valued as showing you what you do want. So that would be my advice is to look into um, look in the mirror, be really honest with yourself and say, what do I really want? And then when you do choose it, go with it, step into it, embody it and test it out for yourself and then be honest about the results and see if the, the fruit's bear what you want do you bear good fruit doing that because some people it may bear good fruit some people it won't depends on the plant depends on the conditions the plant's in depends on the conditions of the time the plant's planted i mean i can go with the gazillion analogies here but um that's my advice so choose consciously
2: right i love that and i would i would add on to that um just saying to approach that in with play not so, mm. not being so serious about it, but to really approach life through ease <laughs> you know, just just play with it, you know. Right. Give yourself permission to do it, and if you're not ready to share it with people, then it's your own little secret. But maybe the people that you can look, you know, go um, find someone that you can maybe um, explore that with, um, and let go of the attachment and the judgment on how it might need to look, you know, let go of the attachment on how your life needs to look and stop comparing because comparing is the thief of all joy. You know, Mm. is it, is it bringing joy to you? Um, Approaching life through joy and play is a wonderful way to create because you can get messy in it and you can imagine and don't be scared of your imagination Allow your imagination to to take you into these places because it could be far more, it could be a lot greater than you could ever imagine. And just don't, also, don't be so hard on yourself. If things aren't going the way that you think it is, then it's okay to pivot. It's okay to, like, drop it. If you just see it's not working, drop it.
3: Right. Yeah, exactly. But
2: but But wake up in the morning and be like, how can I play today? How can I experience life? through a, through great ease, grace, and flow and just play and really approach it in a way that I'm not, you're, you're, you're not demeaning yourself. You're not harming anyone. And you're laughing because when you can laugh through your day and feel it and say, I did the best that I can at the end of the day, you're running through what it was that you did and how you can pivot the next day, then, then that's all you can do because you're being present in that moment. And, um, And it's good. You know, give yourself that permission slip to do that. So that's what I say.
1: Excellent. That's that goes along exactly with what the Gene Keys teaches, is that when we are going through the process of learning Gene Keys and really getting to know ourselves, um, we we embody patience, gentleness, inquiry and contemplation. Mm. and we if we practice those things just be patient with yourself you don't have to get it right you don't have to have all the answers today you don't have to know everything have fun with the process be gentle with yourself when you mess up you know look at it and say oh my god i mess up own it you know own your mistakes and say okay so that didn't work out so well it let's let's right. yeah take the lesson and yeah. I say this often, but set the shame and the guilt and the resentment, and all the ickiness that goes with it, set that down, extract the lesson, and then move forward with that information and make new choices. Make it dis- and give yourself and be patient with yourself. Be gentle with yourself. You know, inquire, continue to question, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then contemplate it. Sit and like really think about it. And contemplation. The thing I love about contemplation is it's something that can be done just while you're standing in line at the grocery store. You know, right. when you're doing the dishes, when you're just in everyday life, you can sit and think about you know the things. Is this the life I want? Is this the life I'm creating? Because you're creating your existence exactly as you created all of it And if it isn't working for you, you also have the power to change it. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's, that's kind of what we hope you get out of this today is that if your life is working great, by all means, keep doing what you're doing. And if it's not, if there's areas that are, you're struggling and you're suffering and you want to change it, you have everything within you. And there's tons of resources and we have a community where you can come and talk about it. If you don't want to put it out on social media or things like that, you can join us over. This is the kind of conversations that we have over in Meraki Tribe Collective. Um, and, and on Mercury Social, so you can join us there, and uh, we can dig deeper into these conversations. So
3: um... the whole contemplate in the grocery line idea is really it really struck me because that happened to me this last week. I had this really profound contemplation. I was actually shoveling snow because we got this huge snowstorm. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I'm shoveling, and I'm and I'm 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 going out there to shovel. This is actually day two of this, and I'm. Kind of, you know, it's cold and I'm tired. I got a sore shoulder and I've got these things and I've got this other stuff going on. And this is, I don't have time for this stuff right now, you know, but you can't ignore it because it's got to get done. And so I go out there and I'm shoveling and I'm like, you know, you need to really think about how you're, what you're putting out, Will. You need to really start contemplating. I started contemplating this idea of sympathetic resonance. and And I started, I was listening to our other podcast where we were talking specifically about this topic. And as I was talking about it, I like shift. I felt the shift in myself. I felt myself let go. And I saw that. And all of a sudden it was like somebody changed the filter. And I saw the beauty of all the snow reflecting off of all the trees. Mm. It, it's just this like really surreal almost uh, recognition of how beautiful this world can be when you just open your eyes to it. And right. the next moment, as I got down to the bottom of the driveway, I was kind of finishing up the very bottom of it, which is about 10 feet of a foot and a half of heavily packed snow plowed snow. That's good. The snowplows push it onto your driveways. They drive by oh and it's really hard to move. And I started shoveling that. And, and I thought, this is fine. You know, it's, it's, it's all good. It's just, and as soon as I let go, I, I heard this noise, and I look over, and this guy comes driving down the street right in front of me, driving a uh, like a bobcat with tracks on it and a giant pusher on the front. And he just drove right up. He drove up. He saw me. He, he looked over. He saw me. He stopped, pivoted, and pushed all the snow to the side. In, like, 30 seconds, he was done. Awesome did all my work for me. And then he didn't even stick around to talk, say hi, didn't even wave nothing. He just drove away and kept on his date. And it was like, <laughs> the universe is just going, there you go. Well, there's yeah. a, there's another confirmation for you to just recognize how powerful you are and how you can allow yourself to step into another space. You don't have to sit in this, you know, picking suffering. That, suffering. You don't have to yeah. suffer yeah. all no. the time. It's okay. You can ask for help too. This is one thing I didn't, I wanted to mention too, before with the whole, it was kind of bothering me about the Jesus thing. I want, I want to reiterate this other point, too, that just because it, you, you can do a lot and learn yourself, it does not mean you cannot ask for support as well, because there are beings that will support you. And there are beings that are here incarnated that will support you. But you have to ask for that support. And that's part of it. It doesn't mean that I always think of Jesus as like the, the the spotter in the gym when you're spotting, doing somebody's doing like right. doing like, chest pressers or something. Jesus didn't go in there and lift the bar for you the whole time. Like, what would be the point? It's, it's ludicrous to think of that. Like you're sitting there on the bench press and you're you're you think you're working out. But Jesus is really doing it all for you going, OK, here right. we go. <laughs> but really what he's doing is he's spotting he's there for you when you need him when you when he's he's a representation of that. He's also training you he's showing you how to lift the bar, how to do this here's what you do and here's how you do it and, and if you do these things it will work for you but you, you have to you know you have to take some action and do it and then I'll help you. I'll support you and I think there's other beings that will also support as well because I've had those personal experiences too. so so I just want to I reiterate point that it is not all or nothing. There's a lot to play with here. There's a lot of different there ways is. to approach this, and and it's open to you. And that's the beauty of it. That's really the 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 gift is that there's this openness to it all, and that God is allowing us all to explore all of this because God is all of this. So yeah. Anyway, that's that's my final. <laughs> all right, I'll shut up now. What is the sign that your mom made for you? That's in the, the oh yes, house? my mommy's. Well, so she she had this in her greenhouse, and I had her made it make it for me. It says, "It is all God." period, the flower and the fertilizer. And I loved it because it is, it's the, it's the shit and the flowers. It's all beautiful. It's all part of nature. And that even that fertilizer that, you know, I compost with worms and I, and most people would just be disgusted by what I find absolutely fascinating and amazing what these little beings do. They transform our waste into incredibly nutrient soil for the plants, and then the plants turn that into food for me, for the fish, and it cycles back around and around and around. And nature's already showing us this beautiful dance that we can step and take a part in, or we can step back and try to control it all, which is what a lot of <laughs> humans. Well, yeah, do. yeah, a lot of
2: messed up. Yeah.
3: yeah. So anyway, and that's
2: why I said and earlier. So it's 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 the it's from the shit to the bliss, you know, shit to bliss. Exactly. It's all, and
1: I was thinking about it in this, and I was like, oh my god, this is so perfect. We're so obviously we're all in resonance, that's why yeah. I get you, that's why you're one of my best friends, and um, and we can have these amazing conversations and stuff. And so, um, I think it's about time for us to wrap it up. So, Wendy, would you care to share with us, like, uh, if somebody wanted to schedule like an acoustic recording? She, by the way, is who is my go to when I need. Um, advice or I need support or I need to tap on somebody else's wisdom. Wendy's the person I go to. Uh, she is one of my trusted confidants and she's done a lot of, uh, helping me to dive into my Akashic records and things like that. And it's just been incredibly helpful to me and she's extremely intuitive. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you to work with you or to, uh, you know, she has an amazing podcast too. Uh, we've done a few of these episodes together because obviously we have great conversations. Um, So, if they want to get in touch with you, how can they find you? What can they do to to connect with you?
2: Well, thank you so much. Um, They can go to my website, windywoointuitive.com. And that's windy just like the wind, W I N D Y, woo, w o o, intuitive.com. I also have a podcast called in the woo world.com. And I'm on Anchor FM and Spotify and some other stuff, uh, like Google podcasts and all of that. And, um, if you wanted to just email me directly, you can go to my website at Wendy um, intuitive.com or just email me at Wendy woo at Akasha wisdom.com. And, um,
3: and also on Meraki. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Um on Meraki I think I'm Akasha Wisdom with Wendy. So mm-hmm. I, I know I have a few different names there, but Akasha Wisdom is definitely something that you can look up even on Facebook. But um, you know, I'm not really on Facebook a lot. So I'm I'm making more of the shift over on Meraki where I am loving it. And uh I'm a moderator too for the uh for the astro uh astrology and esoteric Um, Yes. uh, You contribute a lot of great thoughts
1: for contemplation on the site. And we're really grateful for that. So
2: thank you. Thank you so much. uh, well, Looking forward awesome. to have it grow a lot more. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much yes. for
1: having me. I'm so excited to get. And the amazing voice that you hear is our intro and outro. That is also Wendy because she's extremely talented. Very, very <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I do voiceovers. Yes. Yeah, so if you would need a voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You voice. Yeah. Yeah. I like
2: doing the voiceovers too. So that's a lot of fun as well. hmm
1: yeah Yeah. so this was amazing
3: yeah thank thank you so much for coming on i would love to talk with you again some more and get a little more into the esoteric stuff okay we really talked a lot about religion and stuff and that's great it was actually a really good discussion but i really like to pick your brain a little bit about your esoteric practice um what you've discovered what kind of results you've gotten from that um, okay. What kind of experiences you've had? I think there's so much interesting stuff that we can talk about there. I mean, I'm I have a lot of paranormal experiences, so I'm always very curious about how those interact with that, um, okay. and how the esoteric drives some of that as well. So it's really yeah. interesting stuff. I I find it very interesting. I know not everybody.
2: Oh yeah, that. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why I'm kind of into it, and that's my name, Wendy Woo. It's this this yes. real yeah. woo-woo stuff. So absolutely, yeah. yeah. I would love to come back and do that and share with you how um, I. do do tap into the Kashuk record in the field and um, connect all of that together. Um, absolutely, I would love to do that. And awesome. and yeah, awesome. that that is a whole entire other
1: <laughs>
2: other <laughs> <That's> podcast. <sad. laughs>
1: Yeah. I think that you're going to be a regular guest on here. So oh, we well, love to Lots love to talk about, and we have great discussions all the time. So I, I think a lot of people would need to love to listen. Yeah, so absolutely. thank you awesome. so much. And thank you for soon. So hopefully we'll see, hey, soon. We'll, see soon.
2: <laughs> we'll see you soon. Awesome. Sounds great. Looking forward to seeing you both. Love you guys. Thank
3: yeah,
2: you. Love you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye
0: that's a wrap thanks for tuning in to tangible change makers podcast we are honored that you honored us with your time and attention we trust you found the conversation thought-provoking and we hope you are inspired to take tangible action in your own life. We'd love your first action to share this episode or write us a review. Be sure to subscribe and click the links in the show notes for everything mentioned in this episode. Join us over at Meraki Tribe Collective to keep the conversations going and flowing. We will leave you with wise words to live by. Be the world you wish to create. Thank you for tuning in today. I am your host, Wendy Wu. If you're interested in receiving an Akashic Record session with me, please reach out to me. All links are in the show notes. I hope you received great value and insight from this podcast on In the Wu World. I do appreciate your time and support. In order for me to continue to create more content like this, and if you're being led to do so, you can support me by sharing this podcast with other like-minded people, family and friends. Also, I do accept donations. Click the listener support link in the show notes so I can continue to do my research and bring forth the intuitive content you crave to know more about, or book a session with me. Let's support each other through this beautiful exchange in energy philanthropy.